Welcome to Fucking Candyland, hosted by Rampage and Gemini. Welcome back to Fucking Candyland. It has been a long time since it's been just me and my bestie Gemini. So we are extremely excited. We're about to crank up the content. We're about to crank up the videos. We have a lot to say. We've been simmering on it. The pot has been on high. Yeah, like we've been doing so much behind the scenes, I feel like. It, first of all, it's been forever since you and I sat down together. And I fucking miss this so much. And there's so much to say and catch up on and fill people in on. And I'm just so excited we're back. Honestly, I feel like entire Scorpio season has just been such a roller coaster that I've been trying to like really like trim off the fat like cut the loose ends release the expectations like let things go and I think that's really put me into a place of major peace and all the things that were stressing me out or I was worried about in any way shape or form on all the previous episodes are completely out the door like now if I'm going to date, you better really be popping because I'm over y'all shit. I don't like how none of y'all operate. I can't fuck with y'all for real. And honestly, dating during Mercury Retrograde was so horrid. I don't know why I ever thought that was going to be a good idea. It was horrible. The dating apps are literally a wasteland. Y'all scare me. SOS. And I'm just really glad to be back to me and, and caring less about everyone else Scorpio season was fucking wild for you first of all as soon as Libra hit like you were just like a little bit different but then when Scorpio hit I feel like you became more human to me like it's still I just, Scorpio I well I know but like I just mean like knowing you for as long as I have I haven't really I think now is probably the closest that we've been where I talk to you literally every day. And for a long time there, I felt like every day that you had was fucking perfect. And I was like, how do you live this life where you have zero problems? And then stuff started happening. And I was like, oh, no, you get shit, too. OK, cool. <laughs> literally. And honestly, I feel like exclusively there was so much bullshit being projected onto me all of a sudden because I opened yeah. up the floodgates of like letting people think that maybe they have a chance and nine times out of ten I don't think that they do and the people that I want to give a chance to are not man enough to do what they need to do with that chance I found you the perfect guy man you just gotta shoot your shot Ooh, she literally found this guy who <laughs> fucking makes pizza on TikTok for like eight hours a day. He's just flipping dough and making pizzas on his live. And no, it's a hard pass. It's no. Like okay, you guys, I got to pay for you the vision. Okay. So like Paige likes those his like tattoos are trash buckets. too. She likes those tall, skinny, tatted throat tat dudes. 
She likes like the convict style, but this one has a job. So he looks like he's been through some shit. I can't tell how old he is, but he's definitely legal and young. And um, yeah, yeah he's got, throat, I think he has a bat on his throat and he just sits there with his camera on. And I'm like, Paige, look, he's got a throat tat and a fucking job. He's doing a whole lot better than a hundred percent of who you've been talking to. I mean, those people that I've talked to have jobs, but a lot of them are just so stuck in their ways and their limiting energy and their limiting beliefs. Yeah, but he's on social media all the time showing it off. So maybe he wouldn't be insecure about you doing the same thing. See? Girl, no. He ain't. He ain't. He ain't. And she's crazy. <laughs> she keeps sending me this guy's videos. And it's a hard no for me. Honestly. Oh, no, your baby boo is live right now. <laughs> He reminds me of little Zan. If little Zan, um, before the face tattoos, that's who he reminds me of. Like I feel no, like he has face tattoos. But I'm saying he reminds me of little Zan before. Got it. Got it. Because little Zan basically, you it looks like that guy. I think. No, nope. I'm done with all y'all. And honestly, throat tattoo might come out of the criteria because I could get a nice boy who doesn't have a throat tattoo and hype him into getting one and then I can help him get something really cool rather than all these other guys that have convict tattoos and then they're like oh I'm gonna get them fixed and that's what I was telling someone earlier like the worst thing a tattoo artist wants to hear is that you want them to fix the tattoo versus cover up the tattoo and if you're going to cover it up it needs to be big so that your eye doesn't focus on the cover-up part and I just feel like maybe I should go after a guy who doesn't have any of the things that I think that I like and then if time progresses I'll just talk him into doing things that I like I feel like I feel like uh, you're trying to find like some virgin skinned man to go take to cue and be like, here is a blank canvas. Mm-hmm. Make it what I want. And let's go. And, you know, honestly, <laughs> a blank canvas is better than a scratched up crazy canvas. <laughs> you heard it here first. If you, you know, you're going to be I'm good to pay you got no tattoos. I ain't got time for these unemotionally unavailable little boys. I don't care how old they are. They act like children. They act worse than the boys did in high school, legitimately. What's confusing for me is I think that like it's a consistent thing that you're that you're coming into where it's like I think that people get too comfortable like they think that if you like them then that means that they're the only person that you're liking and that's exclusive and now they can start fucking up because they have it in the bag and you being told that someone doesn't like you doesn't make you want to like them more that's really unhealed toxic uh vibrations that like you're just not about that. And you would think that people, this is what I like. Everybody likes that you're like a medium and that you read cards and everybody's like, oh, you feel the energy. Yeah. You see me until like you actually see them. And they're like, I gotta go. Yeah. Literally. That's what it is. Like, it's seriously like between 12 and 17 days (laughs) that the, the blinders come off of everyone. And like, there's no more mask. Like, I'm completely in your energy. I'm fucking in your head. I know what you're going to do. I know what you're doing. I know what you're going through. Like you've let Mm -hmm. me in your energy for this X amount of time. And now you don't like that. I can see you because you can't 
hide from me anymore you can't really hide like who you are and that bothers people because they don't like who they are and I know I've like said this time and time again if you don't like yourself it's going to be real hard for you to let anyone get close to you in a legitimate and raw and authentic way because if you don't see yourself for your shadows for your insecurities for your you know whatever vices you know like if you don't actually see these parts of yourself that are self-destructive and are made of darkness and are you know angry or whatever like you're gonna be mad at the world around you and you're not gonna know how to be with someone who can actually see you and be like wow I can accept you why can't you accept you yeah scary stuff I'm so glad I'm not in the dating world like no thank you honestly you're not missing anything it's really crazy that there could be like eight billion people around this mf and like all of them are just i don't know i think that your person's building their own brand and doing their own things and i think that your energy is going to attract somebody who's doing um the same thing that you're doing without having to steal your content and then regurgitate it on the internet like uh some other people do <laughs> literally whenever the cat comes out of the bag and some people start putting two and two together of who this person is that we're talking about that you know has three four hundred thousand followers and just literally copies and pastes things that I say but I've been keeping it low I've been keeping it real real vanilla in this bitch lately I have no so they I have not been dropping no gems for the internet because the scammers are out of control. <clears throat> Luckily, everyone who listens to the podcast probably knows by now that it's not me messaging you. But for the new people that are going to be here and that are going to find this episode, no tarot reader, no psychic, no medium, no sex worker. Like no one is going to message you and start really soliciting you and becoming from a legitimate place. And I think that the vulnerability that comes with spiritual work in general is to not take advantage of other people because you are really racking up karmic debt. So I don't get too upset whenever the scammers do it. Cause I know that, you know, this is really going to rob them of every ounce of good karma that could come their way. So it's like, I don't really stress about them as much as the people that could spend their money with me and help themselves grow and help my business grow instead throw money away and give it to a freaking scammer and I know Gemini just went through this and I'll let her touch on that yeah so I had a I had somebody book a reading on my website and I've never talked to them before I was so excited and when I have somebody you know new that I'm doing a reading for I always ask like how did you find me because they usually find me from one of the podcasts or TikTok or something and she's like, oh, I found you on TikTok and I just like really relate to you, whatever. And I was like, okay, cool. So I'm doing the reading and like partway through the reading, she mentions that it's similar to what I had said in her last reading. And I was like, oh, okay. And I just kind of like kept going. I was channeling, like I was in it. I'm like, I don't have time to even whatever. So we get to the end and she's like, so I wanted to ask you more questions about um, the lady that you said that put a spell on me. And I was like, what? And she's like, yeah, the, the, you told me that when you did my reading that this woman with long black hair, you know, put this curse on me and whatever. 
And I'm, I told her that I would never tell you that, like, that's just, that's not the kind of reading I do. Like I, I'm never going to be coming at you with curses and hexes and whatever, and negative energy. Like I don't do that. Well, come to find out she had been talking to somebody who found her off of my TikTok page and messaged her, uh, like followed her, um, said that they were my backup account and had been talking to her on WhatsApp for like a month, giving her these readings. And she's sending me screenshots to PayPal, her sending hundreds of dollars and getting all of these readings. And this person would be like, um, hi, good morning. Are you busy? She'd be like, no. Okay, great. Well, I really have a message from your loved one right now. Please send me $150. And this woman was actually sending her, I mean, it was like all bogus and full of shit, obviously, but like actually sending her what could look like a legitimate reading sent out in text message about all of this, like negative energy, whatever. And, um, the way that she found and connected with me is because she finally asked for a mediumship reading and the scammer gave her my actual website. And so she booked a mediumship read with me, but she loved the reading and ended up signing up for mentorship on Patreon. So like it worked out for me. Um, but also like, that was a huge deal. Like, you know, they, I don't think people understand like scammers don't just create fake profiles of us scammers message people and pretend that they are giving readings from us and it like it does have the potential to like ruin your reputation I feel like because it just takes people making like videos or whatever being like I got this bunk ass reading you know and like there are some people who are gonna be like oh a scammer and there are some people who they're just gonna listen to what they hear Honestly, I don't really care about the scammers ruining my reputation because I, like you had said before, they just like keep seeing our face. And I think that, you know, the more you see my face and the problem right now, I think is that people that personally know me are being affected by the scammers. And like, they're constantly like, did you unfollow me? Did you make a new profile? Like people I personally freaking know. And so now I'm doing this thing where I send voice memos instead of typing back I sent a freaking voice memo because like that's really all you would need to do is like okay cool I know that you know you offer reading send me a voice memo or whatever like and it's some dude you know like you're gonna know it's just like people are willing to let themselves be catfished and fooled yeah because they want to believe that you know they're special and someone was calling for them or the message was for them like instead of people taking time and energy to go to someone's website and just invest without knowing what the message could be people for some reason want to feel like they're special and that all of a sudden like the spirits are calling for them and I think that's what's really weird about it is because I've had like several people be like wow I wish someone would make a fake profile of me what get some water you seem fucking dehydrated Like, that is so weird because, like, this stresses me out. Like, I receive probably, like, 100 messages a day with four to five different scam profiles, whether it's on TikTok or Instagram. And some of them have, like, 3,000, 15,000, 2,000 followers. And Mm -hmm. it's just, like, Instagram won't do anything about it. And people blocking them doesn't help. And I I see y'all. I see the people that it says... um, 
are being followed by these accounts. Like I know that you don't get so many notifications that you don't notice that fake profiles are following you. I feel like some people just want their follower account to like go up. And so constantly if they're getting like five new follows a week, the profiles don't go anywhere because most people don't report them. They just block them. And if you don't actually like, I don't know. I don't even know how many reports it would actually take for Instagram to remove it. They've never removed one of them. They've never removed them. I mean, I've got, I've got people who have TikTok, like fake TikTok accounts that have more followers than my backup account. And I'm like, how do you get thousands of followers with like my fake? Like it just, it, anyways, it just baffles me. And those are like, whatever. I feel like we give them so much attention every time we talk because it's just constantly something that we fucking deal with and have to warn people about. And well, it, I mean, it the thing is, is like, I feel like it's my duty to warn people because if I don't, um, you know, there are a lot of new people coming on to my platforms that I'm just like, you know, not everybody's got the memo. And I mean, yeah. people I personally know in real life still message me about these freaking scammer profiles that I know a stranger who has never talked to me a day in their life is not going to know the difference. And the crazy thing for me is like, how could you not? There's so many scammers. It doesn't matter. Like anytime a post goes viral on the internet, if you go to the freaking comments, there are so many scammers in it. And then now there's like those new scams where they'll put like a missing child on Facebook. And then once it hits like 20,000 shares, they'll change it to like renting a house or selling something. What? Yeah. But it's like, yeah, they'll put like, this child is missing. This car pulled up, took the kid. There's an Amber alert. It's, you know, verification code XYZ. And like everybody will start sharing it or whatever. And then they'll link it and change it to like something that's being sold or, yeah. That's wild. They're wild. I mean, the crazy amount of people that they're creating profiles of, it's just everyone all all people in the spiritual community have scammers and it really sucks for those that only have you know an x amount of followers because these scammers buy followers that's fucking crazy and wild too yeah they do they buy them that's and then it looks legit because well how would you have so many followers i yeah i don't know it's it's just something that's so frustrating and I hope that these platforms figure out a way to change things soon but this is why also we put like different content on Patreon and stuff that like can't be taken you know yeah and you know honestly um a lot of people were talking about it because like there's a lot of scammers and like the crypto market and the people that are like crypto advisors and stuff like the legitimate investor people they were saying that like instagram and facebook was showing a decline in users so you know they're privately i'm sorry they're openly traded on the market and if they're losing users investors are going to be less likely to invest in the company invest in advertising and whatever so basically tiktok started to take over with user data you know obviously like this huge increase in surplus of users And so that's why Facebook and Meta in general combined under the umbrella Meta to start pushing more 
digital video content. And that's why pictures and such are being suppressed now and why they're converting everyone on Facebook to digital creators and telling them that they'll pay them. That's why they're pretending they're going to pay for reels. You know, honestly, the amount of views that you have to get for them to start paying you on reels is crazy. Like it, my cat is being so bad for the audience right now. And basically they're not deleting the scammers because it's showing positive growth in the data of users. Because if Gemini Goddess is created 60 times in four months or whatever, it's showing positive user data because it's literally the so same. it affects their numbers for them to delete people off of it. So they're not going to do that because yeah. they want people to invest. Yeah, because basically if they went through right now and cleared out all the sex bots, all the bots that comment on like big posts, like check my profile, click my pussy. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Check profile now. <laughs> you know, <laughs> then if they went through and deleted all the sex bots, deleted all the crypto bots and deleted all the scammers that are legitimately stealing content because you know they know what the image is they know that that same image has now been uploaded onto their platform 80 fucking times they know it has right. and it's like they don't want to delete because they would lose millions of users because they're fake and then people who actually use their instagram they're deleting them and stuff or banning them or you know what i mean it's like you won't delete the bots, but if I post something about COVID, you flag it. Yeah. It's not, it's not a vibe. I am tired of content being controlled on these apps. I said, I've always said that the, they control what content you can post. They control who can comment on your shit and for how long and who can pretend to be you and whatever else. Yeah. I mean, it's just like with all of the factors of social media, you would think that in their community guidelines, they would actually take fraud and copyright and things seriously because it's really annoying that I could put so much energy into something and then someone else can just screen record it and post it on their page. Well, what I found out is that if you have your business trademarked and your name trademarked, then if somebody goes and they scam people with your business name, like somebody was like, I'm Paige McContrary Cherry, then you can sue them and you can take them to small claims court um, but you can, you can sue them. I don't remember exactly what it is, but like they, it's like a cease and desist. Like they have to stop what they're doing if it's trademarked. Well, I think we have to detach as much and just warn people and keep it fucking moving. Cause there ain't no way that I'm going to be able to sue all the fucking scammers. Cause it just costs money and time. Last time I went to small claims court with my ex roommate, I spent $500 and I lost or actually neither one of us won. They just dismissed it. They were like, oh. both of y'all. Like nobody won, nobody lost. They just dismissed it. But I think right now it's just about being mindful of what you give energy to. So if someone messages you, probably need to weigh out your options of like how legitimately 
connected they are if they are a spiritual advisor in any way if they're reaching out to you they're broke they're brokey and they definitely ain't booked and prosperous and in spirit because lead clients to me and you know spirit doesn't hide the truth and the truth is this is really going to fuck people up like this is going to be like years and years of karmic debt that they're just continuing to accumulate and i just have hope that there will be some revelations there will be some transitions there will be um you know when saturn moves into pisces in march of 2023 that's the planet of like institutions and limitations or like law or rules or doing what's right and pisces is like um the very intuitive it's the you know, it's like the dreamer sign. And so I just feel like it's going to expose people are going to start getting exposed. And I feel like people that entertain for a living people who do things in the public eye, things are going to start being revealed and exposed for like the next three years. And especially because the election will happen under that transit because it lasts for like three years. Um, it's going to be intense. Like, I think it's going to be a very emotional time for people. And I think a lot of people are going to choose to put social media down and stop fucking worrying about it as much and getting more in tune with their dreams and visions and less about the recognition or being seen or being heard. And that's kind of why I've taken a step back from TikTok, like going live and stuff. I just like, don't have the patience or time to be giving my energy for free to a shit ton of people who want to come in and out and try to rule the conversation. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Um, on a completely side topic, because it's all that I can think about right now, dude, we got to tell them about Aaron Carter. Aaron Carter was totally set up. I really think that that girl he was dating, um, Melanie, that was a fucking psycho i think she literally got pregnant by him just to try to get money and get notoriety because she was a literal nobody especially in the states and i think that she saw dollar signs and all those little calls that were posted on tiktok from the 911 and she's like yeah i mean he's not like a danger to himself just other people like the things that she said sound so rehearsed I, yeah, we totally had, so we've been talking for like, for months about this, our very first episode, like we said out loud, like we would love to have Aaron Carter on, like that was something we spoke into existence, literally like had calls with his management and like conversations with him about coming on the podcast and it like we threw out dates out there and then we were like you know what like he's going through some shit he's back with her he's going to be going through stuff like let's push it off and like we we could have had an interview and had the same interview that other people have had where they talk about like his addiction and his traumas and they want like gossip and juicy details and we could have had that episode but for us it was we wanted to share such a different part of him and we were waiting on that and um we didn't get to interview him unfortunately mercury retrograde was around the time that we were wanting to schedule too and then he had like another little mental inquest breakdown 
and then got back with her and it just felt like he was on this spiral and I was in constant communication with his manager and his manager um was a really really nice guy and really really wanted him to have an interview where they like talked about something different he said Mm -hmm. that like Aaron likes to do interviews and be like provocative sometimes but that's mainly because that's what everyone wants from him so it's kind of like that energy that it's always been and he wanted to kind of explore like a whole different creative spiritual side that a lot of people didn't know but if you actually knew Aaron before um everything that's happened in the last five years like he definitely was a creator and like an artist and had really in good intentions and I think that he wanted to be better for his son but addiction and trauma and depression really got the best of him and I think it's a really fine example of someone that was crying out for help publicly not only the tattoos he put all over his face but just like everything he did from the last two years on um was totally a cry for help and I know a lot of people have mentioned like they would go into his lives and people would be being so mean to him and talking down to him and it just really shows you like how mental health especially for people in spotlights is just disregarded completely it's become like a show kind of like Kanye West and people are like oh well that's how they want to be perceived well how would you feel if you literally couldn't even go to Walmart or go anywhere without people in your business like you can't even be your own person without someone saying something about it and I know that there was an interview where he was talking about that he had to get fillers in his cheeks because he had lost so much weight and everyone was just like you look like a crackhead and like just like wouldn't like because he had an eating disorder and just like wouldn't let him live and gain weight back in a healthy way they were just like being so mean to him makes me so upset and honestly like you know we saw people always I mean the comments that we got when we announced that we were gonna like you know we posted on our Instagram that we were gonna have him on the podcast like we there that we were working on getting him on the podcast and you and I both got messages and comments and whatever for doing that and just like a mix between like what the fuck that guy's so weird to like oh my god I'm so excited I can't wait to hear it you know um so many people were like you should tell him to go to therapy or you should tell him to get off drugs like you should tell your mom to get off drugs. You should look at your, whoever you hang out with and worry about your own circle. Like Aaron was really a kind person. I just think that he lost himself. I know that someone mentioned that like a couple weeks ago before he died, he was on TikTok live doing whippets. Like he was, he, he was fucked up. And I, and I unfortunately wish that we would have been on the other side of this manic depressive episode and still got to interview him because I do feel like he had so much more to give the world. I definitely feel like a book or like a movie. I I really like, he gives me the energy of like someone that would have started making indie films in his healing days. You know what I mean? Like, but I don't know. I just think that a lot of people disregard mental health when it's someone who has money and I know I talked about this on dumb blonde with bunny people cannot wrap their fucking head around why someone who's perceivably hot or rich or famous or what the fuck ever would be sad and depressed and want to kill them 
or whatever selves, you know, off themselves, sorry. Like, you know, I don't want to trigger anyone with that information, but it's just the facts that, you know, money isn't going to make you happy. The job, the relationship, the kid, the car, whatever, none of that fixes the hole in your heart or what's going on in your head. And, you know, I think Aaron is another fine example. Same thing with Mac Miller of people who were screaming for fucking help, but the world treats you like a show pony until the ship crashes and everybody wants to point and look and be like, wow, they were a great person. You know, I know one thing that really triggered me the most was Molly Cyrus's brother, Trace Cyrus. Yes. Made a huge post Mm -hmm. about how he always wanted to work with Aaron, but he thought, you know, because of his public image and his drug addictions that it just like wouldn't be a good thing for his image it wouldn't be a good thing to put energy into that because it would be wishy-washy or uncertain and he said he hoped and he had prayed that in the future that him and Aaron could make music together in a time where he was not on drugs and healing and whatever and that really triggered me because another thing he said was maybe I should have reached out and that would have been inspiration to him because I feel like no one really took Aaron seriously after he started coming out with a lot of those interviews saying all off the wall shit you know what's really um what's getting me right now is you know we have so many I can think of one in particular but these mediums calling themselves mediums or whatever that are like I'm talking with Aaron Carter right now I you know he's coming to me and we're having these conversations and whatever and it's it's multiple it happens all over the place and I'm like okay so you're so intuitive that like he's going to come to you. You're the chosen ones that he's going to come to when he just immediately departed, by the way, like uh, his soul doesn't have processes it needs to go through because he was a celebrity. No, that's not how it works. And where were these highly intuitive people who just wanted to do things for his greater good when he was alive and needed help? Because I never once saw anybody doing a video being like, wow, he's having a really hard time. And like, I just know that I could give him a reading that would like help him and change his life. And I could set him on like a direction of shadow work or whatever. I never saw anybody intuitive talk about reaching out to him and doing that or, you know, or even people having positive things, right? I I feel like the week, the week of his passing, I was seeing him everywhere. I mean, all of a sudden you and I were sending each other videos all the time. He was everywhere. And we're like, holy shit. We had people sending us videos who knew and none of them were positive videos. It was all about what he was doing on live or whatever. And, and honestly, a lot of people were really still talking crazy, crazy talk about him too. Like, I don't know. I just think that this reality is really caught up on when people leave they're like wow they were so great I wanted to make music with them they were iconic they were a genius they were the moment they are a sensation but like when they're here they're like fuck your music I hate you like you know it's just strange like I'm seeing a lot of that right now like the more that I elevate the people that didn't want to see me get even further than I am like just the stank energy like you can just pick up on it like a lot of y'all are haters and like you know a lot of people in the world are haters is what I mean not y'all listening but like people in general (laughs) generally are hating on other people for absolutely no reason they're competing for absolutely no reason and if you know anything about 
Gemini and myself, like we do not compete with each other. I do not compete with my people. I literally do not care if someone does the exact same thing as me. It is not me. Just do not copy my shit word for word. Like just say that I <laughs> or something. Say that I inspired you and give me some fucking credit. But like, you know, oh, I heard this today and it inspired me to think this. But don't say my stuff word for word and then act like you don't know where you found it. The amount of times that it happens to you is why I laugh. Like, I have never, literally, you guys, we will have a conversation here on this podcast. We will have a conversation and people will take exactly what is spoken and go and speak it on their platforms like it was their original authentic idea. Um, Things that, like, I told you that. Like I wanted to have a conversation where we talk about like goals that we're having and things that like we're wanting to manifest. And then I was thinking about it right before we started. And I was like, dude, last time we did a little check-in on the podcast and we did that, literally somebody turned around and was like, I'm doing this. And it was exactly to the team yeah, what you said you were going to be doing. And then they're literally selling $400 tickets to the event that I literally word for word described on the podcast it's it's a scary thing that a lot of people have no fucking originality they are not unique they are not even tapped in with who they really are they're too busy trying to be someone else and I think that's like what really gets me with like the Yeezy stuff is like y'all want to wear Kanye's weird ass stuff but then want to talk about his mental health like you need to check yourself. Like you're paying $800 for this shit that looks like it literally just came from the Goodwill. Like the homeless guy's outfit, the guy on the street corner that is doing whatever in these rain boots. Like that's the shit y'all are buying for $800, $1,200, $1,800. And like, I don't hate on people, but how are you going to spend like $1,200 or whatever it is on some rain boots that look like crocs at the bottom like they just took the croc style and then took it up to the knee and put his name on it like no thank you and I just think a lot of people they just do what's popular like what's trendy what's exciting and I love that we're building such a community like with the podcast and just speaking our truth because the people who don't vibe with us are exiting quickly and that's cool like not everybody is meant to vibe with everyone but I just encourage everyone, it doesn't matter how weird it is, how off the wall it is, to just, like, do you and, like, quit worrying about what people will think about that. Because the people that are meant to be there for it will be there for it. And I think that's what I'm really learning a lot now is, like, these people do not know how to show up for themselves. They sure as fuck cannot show up for me. I'm not going to take it personal. My self-worth is not determined by your inability to see or understand me. Like, and in general, I think that the reason that people are so caught up is because of social media, because they see, well, you get followers or you have likes or you have fake profiles. So you're popular and I'm a loser or whatever. It's like people can't just be themselves enough for people to see if they like that. Instead, they're trying to spend all this energy to be something they're not and they're still not happy. And that's a hard thing too. Like being somebody who is online too, like I, I think that a lot of people think that they know exactly who they are and that they're strong and firm in that. And then when you start putting things online and you start getting feedback, it's a lie to say that you never have a moment of being like, whoa, like 
let me check myself real quick because people will say the most outlandish shit and like I've had moments of like reading somebody's comment and being like damn maybe I do look like white trash and I need to like do this differently or or whatever and I mean I snap out of that quickly but like that's a realistic like feeling that comes up at least for me sometimes or it has I guess it's been a long time but I think that even if you think you're so solid in who you are, having people tell you all the time on social media and reading all the time that you're disliked or somebody doesn't like the way that you speak or whatever, like that can make you change yourself without even meaning to. Well, we conform. We just conform to like the normal. And I know so many people, especially looking outward to content creators or people that make TikToks or whatever, like they don't realize the energy and the time that goes into it. Like for a scammer or for whoever to just copy and paste and try to like make money off things that took me hours to do, it it gets old and it also is discouraging. It makes you just want to recluse and go into a shell and just be like, screw this. But I think the one thing that I love about the podcast is like, you can't censor the podcast. You don't get to control the podcast. I could literally do whatever and say whatever on this podcast because it's our podcast and like that's a beautiful thing in the world because a lot of people want to do things that they will never do because they are afraid of what people will think I just still think it's hilarious that we have this many episodes and I've talked to my husband so many times about like our podcast and he legit still thinks that we give sex tips because it's called lick it like a lollipop and I'm like that like that's not what we do like he's all what do you guys do like talk about sex magic and stuff and I'm like nope (laughs) what's wild is like I'm actually convinced as much as we post about the podcast that they're literally hasn't been a brain cell out of any of the men that were trying to date me to listen to a couple episodes oh my god do some homework like I think maybe like maybe like a solid 10% did and then the other 90% literally never even thought about it no my favorite is that it was dudes who listened to the podcast because they wanted you to talk to them But then the dudes you were already talking to didn't want to take the time to, like, invest in that. Yeah, honestly, I think that people need to get their egos in check because a lot of y'all are, like, a four or a five and you're really trying to move, like, a 12. And I'm not saying that, like, you got to be a 12 or anything because I've totally dated dudes that were a three that had a nice personality and made me laugh and I enjoyed being around them. But like you all got to stop moving like you're a 15 because at the end of the day, you can only pretend so much until people really see who you are. You can only say, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to quit drinking and I'm going to detox and I'm going to change my life around and I'm going to meditate or whatever. Like you can only say those things until the person looking at you through the mirror the lens that you're projecting sees that you have no fucking intention of doing that that you have no desire to actually get your head out of your ass and get out of your own way and do shadow work and do healing and do whatever it is that you got to do and I love that 
those dudes think that talking to a spiritual girl is going to fix them or make them happy when really I think it just triggers them into a darker place where they then go to the darker place and dwell and like cry about it versus just doing the the shit to get to the next level it's like they go back into their shell and they cry about it and they whine and they push everyone away that actually wants to help them and they go back to those environments where they're invited because it's complacent and it's just normal and that's how it's always been and I think people do that in friendships as well like when you've had shitty friends and you have shitty you know trust issues when it comes to platonic relationships as well you settle for the bare minimum you settle for someone who's like oh my bad I missed your birthday or oh you know whatever it is and you make excuses for them and I think that's one thing that's like a gift and a curse when you wake up is you no longer can settle and be complacent like you no longer can just go to the same places and do the same things because it physically spiritually and energetically makes you sick and like you can't even fathom wasting your time like that anymore yeah dang call him out i love it i just keep on telling you that you're you keep on trying to date the circus ringleaders and it's the only boss move they've got is fucking leading all the fucking clowns around the ring literally and i feel bad for the people that have fumbled me in the last couple months because None of y'all really are ever going to get a bad bitch because y'all don't know what that is. Like Y'all might think you want a bad bitch until you realize that she gets more likes on a picture than you have followers. And then you're in your feelings. You're in the feelings. And I don't even think social media is that important. And if you really knew me or took the time to get to know me, listening to the podcast, whatever, you would realize that like, I don't give a fuck. Like I post and I get off social media. Like I'm not on there worried about nothing. Like I post and I bounce. Like when you have an internet presence, you have to post every day. You have to stay consistent because that's why people follow you. Nobody yeah. will follow you when you don't post, but every three months, nobody cares. Why would I follow you? I, I don't even see you. Like, I don't know. I think so many people think that people post for attention, but really it's more as your brand grows you have to have an online presence that the only people let's just be real the only people who have a problem with it are the people who don't have anything fucking going on except sitting at home and talking shit about how many times you're posting because they're fucking bored sitting there scrolling on the phone because they're not doing anything themselves because the people who have brands that they're building and projects that you're doing that they're doing when they see you post a photo they know how much time went into you having to pick that outfit, how the fact that you're spending shit out of your own money, the fact that you have to um, network and get to know a photographer and get that shit done and edited. And like, there's so much shit that goes on behind the scenes and anybody who's actually like building their own brand and building their own thing that requires consistency would be congratulating you on your game and on what you're doing. And I know that for me, like when I see other people that are consistently posting and when I see you with fire ass photos, I'm like, fuck yeah, like build your shit. Like, I love that. And I, and that comes from somebody who has their own shit going. The only people who talk shit are bored fucking people. Literally. And I think that's why I'm so into like community environments and empowerment 
because there's so many people that feel alone because the people that they're surrounded with shit on them and rain on their parade and shoot their ideas down and talk smack. And, you know, I think that if anything that I'm learning right now is that everyone everyone projects something onto you and if Mm -hmm. it's not of positive enlightening nature like it doesn't always have to be like you know you know puppies and rainbows but like I want to be around people who motivate me people that are going to tell me hey you're slipping up and you should you should chill you know what I mean like you should chill on what you're doing I want to be around people who are going to be open with me when I do need that encouragement. But then when I also need that reassessment to say, you know what, you're, you're being self-destructive, you're isolating again, or you're, you're fucking up with something and being honest about it is the only way that you're going to learn and heal and grow from that. If not, you're going to be in the broken record cycle and it's going to skip in the same place every freaking time until you change the record. And that's just that. And I just think that don't take advantage of yourself anymore by sleeping on your gifts, by sleeping on your intuition, by allowing people to have access to your mind, body, and spirit in any way that's not in a healthy dynamic for you. Because a lot of us seek out the chaos and seek out the drama without even knowing it subconsciously. Yes. I also think that it's important to like, I, I don't know why, but the message about soul ties is just coming up while you're talking. And I think that it's so important to mention that like dating and being a hoe out in these streets, we love it for you. Fucking don't get pregnant. Don't get an STD, but also you got soul ties and shit and like connections that happen when you are sleeping with people. And so I think that people maybe people that are new here that are just finding the podcast don't necessarily know about that. And since we're talking about dating, I think that we should also educate on that. Yeah. So every time that you exchange energy with someone in those ways, you create a cord of attachment, depending on how strong your personal boundaries are or how weak your boundaries are will depend on the attachment that is placed. Like it's one thing to rekindle energy with someone but it's another thing to stay in the same traumatic cycle with Mm -hmm. that person over an extended amount of time like oh you know we're just friends with benefits or it's just a sneaky link like no that's a trauma bond you've trauma bonded with them and you're telling yourself that it's a surface level that there's no emotion there that it's just physical or you know, an attraction or whatever, but really that's your soul and their soul have entangled in some way and created a cord that keeps you coming back. So everyone probably has that ex or that person that they instantly thought of when I said that. And that's because you have a cord attached to them. If you don't cut that cord or you don't remove those cords, that's how people linger back into your life. Um, I'm really energetically protected and I do set a lot of intentions to release cords with people. Um, but it's it's more so about not keeping the attachments under the surface. Like if you're aware that there's an attachment there, whatever, keep it moving. But like it's a lot of people that are unaware that that's a thing that have the most attachments. So mm-hmm. if you, you've never cut the cord with someone, you have a literal cord with every single person you've ever slept with. 
right now, yes. like right now. And that's why either down the road or an extended amount of time can pass and you can still feel very triggered or emotionally um, connected to that person. And and, and I think that people cool. confuse that talks like that soul connection with like twin flames and they're like, oh, well, like we always come back to each other. And so that's my twin flame. But I think that those are two very different things. Yeah, I think that this wave of twin flame talk um, is definitely up in the air. I want to get Brittany back on the podcast and definitely talk to her about that more. I think that the whole concept of a twin flame is really when you've came into true union with yourself. And I think a lot of unhealed people are trying to heal together with someone else versus healing on their own. And I think that that's why I've completely retracted my energy from the twin flame journey altogether. Not because I don't believe in it to be valid or sacred. It's just that I believe that we have an attachment to labels in this realm and I'm not going to label something that could be a connection from out of this world or be a connection that is so deeply ingrained in my soul or in my blueprint and I just feel like like that's just a really simple term for saying that you have the same energetic vibration of someone but I think like with all things vibrations and energy changes over time so just because you feel insanely connected or in intertwined with someone at one point in your journey doesn't mean that that person is meant to be in your journey for the duration and I think that's where trauma bonds and these karmic cycles come out because you were supposed to learn the lessons or you know go through the struggle or go through these cycles with this person but that doesn't mean that you were meant to stay with them forever and a lot of people have kids with them or do things that they think are going to fix the problems and really that makes the trauma bond even deeper and the cord even more like tight or tied or whatever and I just think that a lot of people mistake something that was for a season or for a limited time as something that's forever because they are so lost within their self. I feel like people would have an easier time healing, cutting the cords and moving on from things um, if they recognized what the lessons were in those relationships. Like every single person that you meet you learn something from that person, whether it's, you know, somebody's energy that you encounter in a coffee shop and they say something to you and you're like, oh, wow, like that really brightened my day. It really does matter if you say something nice to somebody or, you know, whatever it is, I feel like, um, yeah. I just also agree with sometimes we're mistaking connections for something deeper than mm -hmm. it actually is because everything is to serve as a mirror and sometimes without those triggers and those connections you wouldn't see what the mirror was showing you and I think so many people um put so much pressure on themselves to make things work with people that it probably wasn't meant to work with forever or wasn't meant to um you know, be a lasting thing. And the more that I just let go, the more the universe surprises me. Um, it's 11, 11, as I look down on my phone. So I think that we will leave this episode with 
bringing more magic into your life is releasing the expectations that you've put on yourself and others. Who cares if it's your twin flame or your soulmate or your best friend? Embrace connection, embrace vulnerability. I think if more people just showed up authentically and vulnerable to say, you know, I only met you a week ago and I really like you or hey, I don't think this is working for me anymore. Like being vulnerable is having difficult conversations as well as those enlightening conversations that change the trajectory of a connection or a path or an opportunity. Like closed mouths don't get fed and so many people are wanting to be this shut off cold person because they don't want to get hurt or they don't want to expose any vulnerable parts of themselves and that shit is for the birds like grow up you are not a child you need to learn how to regulate your emotions you need to learn how to tap in with your emotions and be able to be honest about those whether that's setting a firm and hard boundary or that's you know being open and telling someone that you're sorry or that you care and not being afraid of rejection and not being afraid of how they perceive it because how they're gonna perceive it says a lot more about them than it does about you and what you're saying it's their lens of awareness that they're gonna perceive from and I just think more people just need to be authentic and raw and weird and uh, like whatever and do the stuff that is scary so that you can be who you're meant to be and I just want to piggyback off of that too and just um just say also to let people that are in your world, even if they are the fucking weird one or whatever, or they're going through something and whatnot, let people know that they're appreciated and the people that you see that are struggling around you, just let them know that they're appreciated. You don't have to take them in. You don't have to fucking forgive for past things or whatever your thing, whatever that is for you. But I think that that's something that that's been surrounding me ever since this Aaron thing happened is just letting people know that they're not completely by themselves. Even if you have people who are like working through super hard things around you and they have to kind of go through that shadow work and that dark soul of the night alone, letting them know that they have support spiritually, mentally, energetically can literally like change somebody's life. And just giving people their flowers while they're here. Don't yes. let people are dead to say, wow, they were a great person. Reach out. Be that person that puts light into someone's darkness. Doesn't mean you can fix their problems for them. Doesn't mean it's your responsibility. But sometimes that kind energy extended to someone that needs it the most can change everything. So thank you all for changing our lives. Thank you for listening and being here with us. We're about to start dropping weekly episodes. Make sure that you're checking out our Patreons. You can watch the videos over there. We also have mentoring um, capabilities on the Patreon for the people that sign up for the higher tiers. And we look forward to all of the new things that we are going to bring to the podcast, including merch and a lot of other exciting announcements. Yes. All right. I love you, Polly. Have a good night. Have a good night. Bye. Bye.